0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, uh, May 19th, 2022. Can you believe it? It's already May. I have a couple of articles I want to talk about today, but first let me remind you there's no vid chat uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday the 20th. The reason being that I've had to move it once again. We're in that season of weather and they're predicting storms and so on for late tomorrow afternoon tomorrow evening as you know I just don't want to take a chance of not hearing the storm sirens go off while I'm on the air with you folks and uh I've also got little miss Shiloh <laughs> who doesn't handle storms too well <clears throat> so I've postponed the vid chat until Friday the 27th, but please remember we are in that season of the year when the weather can blow up very quickly, very unpredictably. So please watch the schedules. Uh, I may have to move things around a bit, and I apologize for that. I will try and uh, give you the due diligence on the vid chats throughout the storm season. Anyway, a couple of articles today that I think are... Related, even though they don't appear to be. Uh, I've been arguing for some time that the longer that Mr. Globaloni prolongs this factional infighting, the more his dream of a global system is going to recede. I do think that we've seen in recent years evidence of factional infighting within that crowd. It's been borne out uh, recently, of course, by the fact that China and Russia, in particular, are not playing Mr. Globaloni's game according to Mr. Globaloni's rules. So we're entering a multipolar world. And part of that thinking, in my opinion, is the longer this war in the Ukraine plays out, the more Mr. Globaloni is placing himself in danger. Russia has made it very clear that it regards this war as an existential threat against its national and cultural existence. And that means they are prepared to take all the gloves off and fight a war if necessary. And in that respect, I've been warning for many years, of course, that two can play the covert operations game. And uh, I think something is in the air and I want to talk about it. The first article is from RT uh, and it is a very short article. It's titled Russia moves to withdraw from the WTO that's the World Trade Organization and the WHO that's the World Health Organization. I want to read the first three paragraphs. This is a very short article but these first three paragraphs say it all and it means the coming not necessarily collapse, but at least redefinition of these big, huge international globalist organizations that were put into place largely by the United States and its oligarchical class after World War II. The article states, quote, Russia's lower house of parliament, the state Duma, is planning to discuss the potential withdrawal of the country from the World Trade Organization and the World Health Organization, According to Pyotr Tolstoy, the vice speaker of the parliament, let me stop right there. Pyotr Tolstoy, obviously, that family is uh, (laughs) very well connected. It has a long history in Russia. Uh, You can think, of course, of Leo Tolstoy and so on and so forth. But that family has been around for a very, very long time in Russia, and particularly in Russian politics. So if it's coming from the vice speaker of the House of the State Duma, and it happens to be a Tolstoy, you can pretty well bank money that this is a very serious proposition that's, that's taking place. Anyway, to continue, quote, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs sent a list of such agreements to the State Duma, and together with the Federation Council, that's to say the upper house of uh, the Russian Parliament, we are planning to evaluate them and then propose to withdraw from them, unquote, Tolstoy said on Tuesday. The vice speaker said that Russia had already canceled its membership in the Council of Europe and that leaving the World Trade Organization and World Health Organization is next. Quote, Russia withdrew from the Council of Europe. Now the next step is to withdraw from the World Trade Organization and the World Health Organization which have neglected all obligations in relation to our country, unquote, he said. So that's Tolstoy, straight out of uh, one of the Tolstoy family's mouths. All right, now, tuck that article aside for a minute, although keep it in the back of your mind. Now, this next article is an article by Michael Shields that appeared on Reuters, and the article is titled, Snowless Davos Ready's New Face for World Economic Forum Meeting. And I want to, again, read just a few paragraphs from this because I think this is an article that you, you have to read a lot between the lines. Here we go. Quote, movers and shakers. <laughs> I, love, I love how their own media talks about them. Movers and shakers. Arriving for the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum this month, can pack sandals instead of ski boots for a rare springtime version of the event in Davos, the Swiss ski resort that is Europe's highest city. And I'm skipping a few paragraphs here. Quote, all the people here are very glad that the World Economic Forum is coming back now. It's another step back to normalty, unquote, said Samuel Rosenast, a spokesperson. Please note, we're on Reuters here. We have to use uh, gender neutral language. Spokesperson. No, he's a spokesman, folks, for the local tourism board. The pandemic slammed hotels and restaurants in Davos whose fresh air and sunlight drew sanatoriums featured in the German novelist Thomas Mann's work The Magic Mountain, and indeed they did. Quote, the whole Congress business was dead, unquote, Rosenost said, noting that Davos Conference Center had closed for more than a year. Oh, the poor things. Now listen very carefully to these next three paragraphs, folks. Construction crews have been finishing pop-up networking facilities for the business and political elite that descend for the May 22nd to 26th conference. In other words, within just a few days here, folks. Soldiers are erecting security fences. The Swiss government will deploy as many as 5,000 military personnel to support local police. Air Force jets will again circle above to enforce a no-fly zone. The Geneva-based World Economic Forum says the meeting will bring together more than 2,000 leaders and experts from around the world, somewhat smaller than the past meetings. No government or corporate bigwigs from Russia were invited, because of the Ukraine war, unquote. Now, folks, what what's going on here is that the Davos meeting is going to get a lot of security and protection. And that's normal, okay? But what I'm suggesting now is that it's no longer a normal thing to do because of the changed situation. I suspect now that there is a real fear on the part of the Davos set, that they've now made themselves to be targets. And indeed, I think if you've read the recent pronouncements from Russia very carefully, as well as the West's own remarks itself, remember Mr. Biden's remark that someone ought to take out Russia, and then Senator Lindsey Cracker, as I like to call him, uh, basically saying the same thing, that somebody has to take this man out. So in other words I think what you heard there my friends were freudian slips. In other words this is what this is what the so-called Davos set is really thinking. And they would really like to be able to do it. And they let something slip there that they're willing to notch up the covert operations to that extreme a degree. And here's my point, folks. Again, as I go back to what I've said before, two can play the covert operations game. And I think this year's Davos meeting that these extraordinary security precautions, while normal for meetings like this, have now been made uh, an urgent part of their thinking because they have painted big targets on themselves And I don't think it's going to go away simply because uh, this war they've decided to stretch out as long as they can. I don't know that they're going to be all that successful in doing so. Uh, But they have been calling for a covert war against Russia. And I suspect that these preparations, particularly this business of security fences, that these types of preparations herald something new, a change in their thinking, just like the security fences that we saw go up in Swampington, D.C. after the so-called January 6th insurrection. Um, That was a change on the part of the elite. They realized that they are now under very real threat. And uh, I suspect that you're going to see perhaps some more things of this nature in the future. It's certainly something to watch out for uh, as you're perusing the Internet. Watch out for articles like this that may indicate... Uh, an increase in covert operations between Russia and the West. And I suspect uh, that if it's inclusive of Russia now, it's going to expand much more dramatically because the West basically has now been reduced to the United States, Canada, and Western Europe with with Australia and New Zealand thrown in for good measure. Uh, The rest of the West's former allies are basically deserting ship. So it's, it's turning into um, not necessarily a multipolar world, but a bipolar world once again. And uh, I think in that kind of world, you can see the covert operations notch up dramatically. I suspect this is what these security measures now mean at the Davos set. And in Russia's case, the withdrawal from these globalist institutions Uh, I suspect that that's going to spread, folks. I really do. I think it's going to spread from Russia to other institutions, also from Russia to other countries as well. So two things going on here, and none of them very good over the long haul, but we'll see. Anyway, that's it for today's News and Views. Don't forget, please keep a watch on the schedule because of the weather season that we're in right now. I have to change schedules oftentimes at the last minute. It's been basically impossible for me to schedule anything this year. The weather has been constantly interfering uh, with my schedule plans and for that matter with my neighbors and friends and, and their plans. So please keep an eye on the schedule. I have scheduled the vid chat that was supposed to take place for tomorrow. I have scheduled that for next Friday, and I realize I have some upcoming interviews uh, with some of you as well. And please keep an eye on those things. Keep in contact with me so that uh, in case I have to change our schedule on that, uh, you'll be apprised of it. Anyway, that's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless everybody.